Who are we? Nobodies. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. Hello. Good morning. And welcome to episode... 44. Thank you, Derek. Four? Four. Um, of first frames first. Um, this is an, an interesting episode because it's a special one. It's a special one because uh, Jason Green has strep throat. He has fallen ill. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you allow men to put things in your mouth. <laughs> I feel for him. Like, have you ever had strep? No. Is it bad? I, I, I haven't either, but I've been told, I mean, like swallowing glass. Very, very painful. So, not a good thing. Oh, yeah, poor Jason. I know. Yeah, so Derek has uh, kindly um, volunteered to step in for Jason. And kindly. I don't know, the IQ of the show just went up by like four <laughs> points yeah, or something. Forty not... points. Forty points. And, and you can tell just yes. because we're drinking wine. We've decided to do wine this evening. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. This is... It's quite lovely. It's good. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's got a strong body. Mm-hmm. It's potent. This ain't nothing. It's a 2016 Shiraz called the Lackey. It's Australian, I believe. Yeah, from South Australia. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. All right. Oh. So, mm-hmm. uh, in this episode, Derek, yes. I, I was thinking about what we were going to talk about. And um, one of the things that I think we can both, uh, we've both experienced is dream fatigue. Mm. that's where you are hunting and chasing this dream you have this thing that you would like to accomplish and uh, it's the road you suddenly realize that the road is a lot longer than you ever anticipated like six pack abs like six pack abs <laughs> long it's not because it, A&W keeps getting in the way every time it's totally, <laughs> totally. You, just like there's road humps so there's mm. bumps wherever you turn you seem to like things slow you down or um I don't know, and maybe there's a, there, there, I'm sure there is the special kind of individual who can really just knock it out the park. Oh, sure. Um, but for the rest of us, what do you, like, how do you deal with that fatigue that you experience when you're chasing your dreams? Well, like you said, uh, you know, there's the odd individual that just, you know, can make things happen. Um, but I think the majority are in the situation where you have your ups, you have your downs, and you get tired. Exactly what you're saying. I, I started my interest with acting in my late teens. Started doing some extra stuff, some background work. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. started getting bit parts from that. Mm-hmm. And meeting different people in the industry and started to get recognized when mm-hmm. I was on different sets. And hey, I remember you from this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I started getting excited, thinking, this is where I'm going, people. It's you know, happening. This is going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, things get quiet for a little while. And you're not doing what you thought you were doing. And... There's more no's coming than yeses at the auditions. And then you have your business partner, my father at the time, saying, uh, you need to make a decision here. You're getting older. You have bills to pay. You can either continue working the business with me or chasing that dream that is currently not paying any bills. So make a choice. Yeah. And now, now we're talking specifically about... Now, I suppose you can relate this kind of feeling to... Uh, any endeavor, mm-hmm. chasing any dreams. But I will say the thing that sort of sets art, the arts apart from anything else is that turning it into a money-making, into something that actually earns an income, that is the huge challenge. That is Absolutely. that is the thing to overcome when you're talking about the arts. For people who are starting a business or something like that, like, I don't know, it feels like it's different. You know, yeah. Just, the thing with me is that I was bo- doing both. Yeah, trying to build a business with my father, yeah. and trying to become a an actor, somebody mm-hmm. that would be known. And mm-hmm. uh, it just wasn't. Both were not able to happen. Now, let me ask you something as an actor: mm-hmm. How important is it that people know who you are? 
That's interesting. Yeah, because I, and I'll just put it. I'll just put it to you this way. Um, I have heard some actors say, "I want to be a household name." Mm-hmm. That's their dream. Their dream. That's where they're coming from. That's the 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 fuel to their fire. Whereas some people, they just want to do the job. They just want to yeah. do the work, right? They, they just love the passion of what you do. Of what you do, actually yeah. stepping into the role and, you know. I have to say, probably for me, it's, it's probably an even split in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the work. I love yeah. the developing of a character. I love becoming something. Mm-hmm. Just becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really excited me about acting when I was younger was... I would leave a movie or watch a show or whatever. And when that, a character on there that I admired brought out an emotion in me, mm-hmm. I wanted to do the same. Mm. I wanted to make somebody cry. I want to make somebody pissed off. Mm-hmm. I want to make somebody hate me. I want to make somebody love me. Mm-hmm. The character, right? There That's is, what there, I wanted. There is a power in that. Yeah. Yeah. And the admiration you have for the person who did that to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, when somebody makes you cry, you kind of look at that like, you know, bravo. Yeah, you, you got that yeah, out of me. Good job. Yeah. And now, I mean, totally. And that is a team yeah. effort. You, you're, you're seeing, yeah. I mean, that's from, that's from my point of view. Like mm-hmm. the writer has written yeah. the words. Beautiful words. And yeah. then the cinematography, the, actor the, made the actors happen. made it happen. The, the camera's got to be just right. Positioned. Yeah. The story has built you up to that Music. point. Where, yeah. Anyway. All of it. We're going off. We're getting, sorry. getting off track here. Yeah, you were sorry. talking about actors, and I was bringing in the director side yeah, of things. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Don't forget, there's a big another <laughs> guy there, bitch. Um, no, so so the tired part of it. Yeah, the tired part of it, because I, I will say that it's exhausting. Uh-huh. It's exhausting when you put everything you have into a project. Like you're like, all right, I'm going to make a movie. Yeah. And then you you leave it all on the table, and it's kind of uh, tepid. Not, it's not like a raging inferno of, you know, this was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's there. And you did it. And um, you need to grow from that. You realize as while you're in the middle of doing it, three quarters of the way through, you realize, oh, this is a, this is a, a growth step for me. Like I'm doing this in order to yeah. do the next thing. This will probably not be the space rocket that I was hoping it would be for my career. This is just another step in the road as I slowly edge my way to the top of this hill. Rather than, I don't know, you expect a firework to shoot you up into the sky. Would be nice. That would be amazing. Yeah. So, so this is I mean, my question. We personally had those moments where we thought, you know, something's going to happen here. This, this is, is incredible. This we're, is, we're doing something yeah, yeah, wonderful yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, then not, not to say it's been, you know, a smack in our face like well not so much um but it just things have not yeah. necessarily just gone up that level we're looking for as of yet and but, the speed the speed and the, and the speed at, at which it happens like it does go up but it yeah. doesn't seem to go up you're like well the next move we did this one for yeah. 10 grand hopefully the next one we'll get 100 grand and you're like well the next one we're at 15 yeah it's like how many how many stairs <laughs> are there? zero why is that so difficult <laughs> one more freaking zero <laughs> Come on, people, help yeah. a brother out. <laughs> so um, now, as you you have traveled a longer road than I have, mm. yeah, I even I even yes, I, I chased that dream. Oh. What I'm saying is, you're old. Oh no, dick! Hey, <laughs> eh? I didn't even fall. I I, I, I didn't even see that one. Uh, and he does you. this often to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only thing I can tease you about because yeah, I'm. You think I'm, there'd, there'd be love there, but. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm just about to be fatter than you. Fatter? Meaning I'm fat? No. What the hell? <laughs> I'm old and fat. You're going to mention the uh, lack of hair now too? I can't, Jackass. I, can't. I went to the hairdresser. I went to the hairdresser recently. We had photos on Saturday, family photos. And I said to the lady, um, just a three around the sides. And you can just, if there's any scragglers on top, you want to clean. <laughs> And she, so she turned me around at the end. She was like, yeah, how do the sides look? I didn't touch the top. I was like, cool. Thanks very much. That's amazing. And then when I got home, I noticed that there, there is a solid bald spot. Can you see the hole uh, yeah. where there is zero hair now? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Well, I'm just keep upright. 
you know, don't do this. <laughs> and everything's fine. Just never look down <laughs> yeah. my whole life. Just chin up. <laughs> chin up. You're good. Chin up, lad. <laughs> okay. So talk to me about, so this has been a longer road for you. So talk to me about some of the ups and downs that you've had with regards to like, when you were down, what got you through those down, down periods? Um, life, right? Cool. Uh, I mean, it, it's acting for some or pursuing the arts in any way, shape or form for some is everything and the only thing. Um, and then for others, probably I think a majority of people, mm -hmm. um, life is also having to be there. Mm -hmm. um, I love my family. Mm -hmm. I adore my friends. You know, you have like more friends than anyone on the planet. I, I, I love people mm -hmm. and I get along with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so I think those moments of where, you know, dreams weren't happening. Mm -hmm. I was still managing to try and make that go away with life. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my relationship, the girls, mm -hmm. uh, you know, children in, in my life, those, those stepping stones took me to newer, wonderful places. I didn't even think I was going to have, mm -hmm. um, for the longest time, you know, mm -hmm. many years were spent just kind of single, having fun and not really knowing what I'm doing with myself depression of sorts yeah um, because you, you, i'm not following dreams i'm just totally. being well this is the thing this is this is a, a part of it getting yeah. becoming depressed because you feel like you're not fulfilling your potential yeah absolutely a, i mean not for nothing but and i would mask that with humor ah right. so you were Which, a funny man because you were the, the typical clown yeah you're crying on the inside exactly Oy. Yeah. And, and I had troubles with that even in high school. Like there would be days where, you know, can I not be human? Like, can I uh, have an off day? And I come into school on one of those off days and I'd have friends like, you know, what's up, man? Why aren't you making me laugh? Come on. What's yeah, going on? What's, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, I'd, I'd like you to kindly F off right now. I'm just, like, you know, I'm having a, I'm having a me day. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to be on right now. Wow. But it came to the point where if I wasn't being that person, that would happen. So like people would be like, what's, what's up? What's up, dude? Yeah. You know, and sometimes you don't want to talk about what's up, you know, so instead of sometimes projecting you just that, want to sit by yourself. Yeah. You instead know? of projecting that, I just was able to develop sides of me. Mm. When I was with these friends, I could be that person. When I was with these friends, they'd expect me to be that person. When I was with family, they'd expect me to be that person. So I had many sides of me, mm. which I guess kind of helped me develop acting. Mm-hmm. That's you, exactly you what it have is. many personalities. Yeah. So it was one of those things I holy smoke dealt with throughout my life. Yeah. Intense. Right. Derek, I didn't know More nothing. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about this. No. It it is supremely healthy, I think, to have solo time. You have to have solo time. You do have to have you time. Yeah. And yeah, that uh that's awesome, Derek. It's awesome yeah, but, that you can see that. Well and then I I feel other people's pain when you see things like Robin Williams, right? Mm -hmm. Very famous comedian who is hurting on the inside. Now, I always felt like when whenever he had to play a role where there was some where he had to bring the pain to the surface, it was so real mm -hmm. that now you're like, oh, that was real. There's where the pain was. Yeah. He the, like. You could just tell the the hurt. You could see the hurt. You could see the loneliness, and and it was in character, mm -hmm. but it was so spot on yeah. and so believable that it it makes it makes me think at any rate that it was absolutely real. Very well, could have been. Yeah. Well, the thing is, even his one of his first comedy specials, stand up comedy specials that he ever did. At the end of the comedy special, he's made everyone laugh for a couple of hours, and then. There's this little bit that he does where he talks to himself. They kind of split the screen and it's him talking to his dad, but it's him talking to himself. And it's deeply personal and deeply emotional and not at all like hilarious, funny. It's kind of awkward and sad. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where he really was, you know. So, um, so you, you struggled with some depression and things like that when you, when you felt like you felt like you weren't doing what you should be doing. Yeah. Now I will say that Hitler was an was a, an artist who was turned away. He was. He was, 
He wa- all he wanted to do was draw little pictures. And he got given the boot, he got given the finger, told to F off, and he went and killed everyone. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. Like a disgruntled, a disgruntled artist, right. someone who doesn't have a... a, a you know, can't release their, their expression, you could become a... That was the real simplified Coles Notes version of the whole Hitler <laughs> life, right? <laughs> totally. So, it's just so my here's, take on it. here's what happened. It's my take on it. Yeah. It's totally my take on on, um, on something that drove him to such hate. Yeah. And to such desire to destroy things. It was born out of a, a need to be accepted. Did a damn good job of it, though, didn't he? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But, so, I, I, I'll just... And the reason that I thought about this is because I have gone through periods of fatigue mm-hmm. with making the movies, you know? So, we, uh, we're cracking on. A movie is a huge endeavor. Yes. It's big. It takes a really long time to write the script. It takes, a, it takes a long time to cast and then shoot and a really long time to edit. And then the, the post-production is just massive. And then... You end up with something usually the first, which, which most people don't realize. Yeah, just how much work is involved. And you, and you end up your first edit that you ever look at. You, you end up, you're like, what am I doing? Mm. It looks so garbage because you haven't gone in and fixed things. But you really do struggle because you're like, oh, especially you shoot a scene, you think a scene's going to go a certain way, and it doesn't quite pan out the way that you thought it was going to pan out. And these are creative decisions that you made on the day that it doesn't really work. You right. think it doesn't work. And that's where you want to reshoot things. And it's. Wh- I, I remember even in past projects when you would come to me and say, look, I want you to watch a few scenes. I don't know what I feel right now. I've looked yeah. at them so many times doing this editing process and stuff. I don't know if it's funny. I don't know if it sucks. Mm-hmm. I need you to watch it. I can't tell anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and I would watch it, give you my, my take on it. And you're like, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. So, so it's not ass all right yeah, good because i just i wasn't sure yeah you because you, know? you, you can't separate the forest from the trees it all mm-hmm. looks like this mass of things that you've seen so many times that you're just used to it yeah but um yeah so i and i think one of the things that i've learned now about getting through tough times when you're endeavoring to do something is to schedule a little bit a day you were saying yeah. well I think it is hugely, hugely valuable. You, you now dedicate a period of time every single day yeah. to your art. Yes. 30 minutes every single day. At a minimum. At a minimum. Yeah. You can go over that, but every single day for 30 minutes, you've got you to gotta pursue your thing. Do your thing. And the thing is that those, that little half hour every single day adds up. Whether you're, whether, from, uh, from my perspective, whether you're screenwriting, whether you're editing, whether you're coloring or doing composition, uh, uh, compositing or whatever mm-hmm. you're doing... Um, you just plug away at it for 30 minutes every day. And there will be full days that you do and you will miss days that you would need to catch up. So right now, like tomorrow, I will need to do an hour because I need to catch up for three or four days ago I missed a day. And uh, so I'll need to catch up that half hour. Hmm. So tomorrow I'll make sure and get an hour in. Um, but it, it's sort of like it removes the emotion from, from, your, from your, your journey, your endeavor. So yeah. this is helping you with your exhaustion? Fatigue. Your fatigue. Yeah. yeah. And it did with writing too. Like That's with good. writing. This is really nice wine. Sorry. It's good. Uh-huh. I enjoy it. Suck that back. Mm-hmm. Um, with writing, it was the same thing. Like there are many, many people who can't get to the end of a script because it's so, it's a very difficult thing to get to do. Except if you just write half an hour a day. If you write half an hour a day, and you make sure to stick to that, eventually you'll get to the end. And really, it, it, take it to example of anything you do in your life that is something you like to do, but you say you don't have time to do. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have, you have the time, time to do yeah. it. You can't, you know, that excuse doesn't exercising fly. Exercising whatever, you know, while mm-hmm. you're sitting there on mm-hmm. the couch, you could be doing something else. While you're flipping through Facebook or whatever for an hour on your phone, you could yeah. be doing something else. While you're having a nap, you could be doing something else. There's always mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Because everybody takes time to do something, mm-hmm. not necessarily what they want to do or think they should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's just what seems to 
happen at that time. And this is a huge one. Yeah. The phone. Man. Takes away so much time. Valuable time. Just simply zipping through thinking, you know, oh, what what are other people up to? What are people in the world doing that I don't even know? Never met in my life. But for some reason, I need to know what they went and did today. Yeah. I don't know. It baffles me. Let me tell you, it's like a black hole, though. Like you go, you climb in to social media and you will sink. Yeah. Down you go. An hour can be gone. This, well, this is just like thing. that. I will sit, I'll sit down in the evening. I'm like, I'm going to watch TV for an hour before bed. Mm-hmm. Now, I have two small children. So if I get an hour to watch a TV show, I'm like, this is this gold. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm not even going to blink. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I open a Facebook or an Instagram, I, I'm not really a big Twitter Twitter guy, but like if I open those and I start scrolling, boom, I got to go to bed. Like my time will just go. The hour will be gone and yeah. I'll have to go to bed. So it's totally a black hole. It is. And um, I mean, you could be doing something creative or you could be doing something that you, you should be doing. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some people choose that, that, that that is their thing. That's what they want to do with their time. Totally fine. You know, and, and, you know, maybe their career or whatever they do in life means they don't have time for that until they have that moment to sit down yeah, and man. this is what they wait to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's if that's the, the release, case, then that's the good, for, good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At least you're doing that then. And yeah. it's used in that aspect. Yeah. But for those that say, I don't have time for anything, you have time. The busiest people, like, who... We were talking to this lady who was a, a, a top CEO of an insurance company out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And um, she, Sharon Ludlow, and she was talking to us about... Sharon! Sharon! Is that from a movie? That's Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, okay. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> random <laughs> TV. But... CEO. She, yeah. she was telling us how she worked for so many years of her life for 100 hours a week. And she would still find the time to run. She would still find the time to be with her family. Oh, look, I'm just, I'm yeah. paraphrasing here, but yeah. she still found the time to do stuff, right? And the busiest people on the wor- in the world, they will find time. Like, if you want to get something done, you give it to a really busy person because they'll slot it in and they'll get it done. And other people will be like... Other, I know a few people like that. Yeah, other people Absolutely. are like... I don't have time. And uh, yeah, it's just not true. Yeah. And often those people that are that busy, that driven to get things done, whatnot, are, are very successful people. Usually they are. It just kind of comes with, with that desire. Yeah. You know, if you're a go-getter, you're going to go and get. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, so what about the rest of us who maybe aren't go-getters? What do we do? Well, you still, you still do what you do but if you like my dad said to me years ago he says uh, you know you always talk about these fancy cars and stuff like that that you want he says well you know your old man he, he works for the post office if you want a ferrari don't work for the post office have a bigger platform a bigger dream a bigger goal mm-hmm. you got to chase that it's not going to come from mm-hmm. just working mm-hmm. you got to work hard for something like that oh yeah right Really so hard. That was that was his example. I currently don't have a Ferrari. Totally. But, you know, I, I have friends who have that level yeah. in their life. Yeah. But they work hard. Absolutely. And what I will say is people who, even people that don't get the Ferrari, that maybe just have a car the same that you have, but they maybe have a bigger house or whatever. Yeah. They also work really, really hard. Absolutely. Like, it's not only the people right you know, at the I'm, top who yes, are working no, hard. I, like, yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that those who, that you know, there's levels of working hard. Yeah, man. You know, like the the lack of respect that people don't get or, or do get a lack of respect for for hard jobs. You know, mm. we need people to work in our factories. We need those people to serve us coffee. We need those people to serve us food. You know, and some people don't even think of that as you know that's not a really important or a bigger job. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're the first person to bitch when you're at a restaurant and you get crappy service, right? But if you get good service, you want to tip that person wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And you know they're doing a good job at what they do. They may not have a Ferrari, but they're doing a damn good job and they work hard at mm-hmm. what they do to provide the life that they have. 
mm-hmm. which in their mind may be exactly what they wanted. Totally. And that's good. There's now, nothing wrong with that. Now, from my perspective, I, I, and in my mind, when I said working hard, I was talking, I was thinking about business owners mm-hmm. and how running your own business is not really nine to five. It's like 24 hours a oh, day. God. It never stops. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not the same as getting a job and getting a paycheck every month. And these, these guys who run their own businesses and you know, they are some of the hardest working people around and they might not get the, uh, the reward, Mm -hmm. the, the level of reward because their success depends on the business and how well the business does. Yeah. And, and in a lot of cases too, like even my, myself, if I take a sick day, I don't get paid. <laughs> Plain and simple. You know, if I'm yeah. not at work, I'm not making money. Yeah, totally. You know, and, and a lot with other business owner friends that I have as well are the same thing. And like you said, those those hours of the day do not matter. If it's 9 o'clock at night and you need to make a phone call mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. sort something out for your business, that's what you do. Yeah, man. You know, you just do what you have to do. Yeah, man. But right. damn it, I would like that Ferrari. Yes. <laughs> I would not. I don't care. Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah. I just want a nice car. Well, yeah. The Ferrari is, is, is a metaphor for a, it, a dream car of dream sorts. Dream car? It's not necessarily a Ferrari. No. I just want a normal car. Hmm. Be nice to have a mean set of wheels. Maybe it's because um, of my age, you know, going through that midlife crisis. I need a real fancy car. I need a car, man. <laughs> Come on. Give me something with speed. All right. Give me a second. Let me go sort out a crying baby. Uh-oh. So, just to recap, um, from from my perspective, and, and really the advice that we've been giving people, or the advice that we've been, what we've been talking about are really artistic endeavors that are not your primary source of income. Yeah. So, these are things that you're kind of pursuing on the side. You're hoping that it will become a primary source of income, but, but that's not the case yet. Um, so, I, I would say, while I'm giving my... Uh, my summation if you just think about what you know what i mean what your advice would be to someone who was doing that from your perspective but um from my perspective it is do a little bit every day mm-hmm. and make sure that that little bit you do every day is a must you have to do it it's that important it is more important than other things that'll take up your time right um and that, for me, is how you can get through the tough, the tough times when, when the, uh, when you're not feeling full of energy, when you're not feeling like you could run to the top of the mountain and you know, mm-hmm. drag the whole project with you, when, uh, when you're just putting one foot in front of the other, and I think that's one way of making sure that you keep do you keep actually putting one foot in front of the other, because I think if you stop, then you'll get into trouble to restart that process again, to restart the momentum, I think requires more energy than you would, than you anticipate. With so many things. With so many things, yeah. Like exercising. Like exercising. When I hurt my knee, oh. I was almost, you know, six to eight months without doing anything that yeah. I loved to do anymore as far as physical activity. That's right. And then it just got so easy to not to eat a bag of chips yeah absolutely man and they're so delicious now i'm back into it and i am loving it every day loving the exercise yes absolutely how long do you need to do exercise before it starts to show mm. um depends on what you're aiming for um but <laughs> apparently you're looking at me thinking you don't look any different like an asshole again Damn it. I was trying not to smile. I'm such a I dick. Was setting you up. I was like, he's going to do it. He's I actually do consider it. him a friend. <laughs> I do. It's crazy. <laughs> but no. Um, so if you were to give some advice. Yeah. Um, I have to say, if so for the acting world, mm-hmm. um, if I'm going to go from that point of view, what does it for me? Is, you know, I may not dedicate a certain time every day to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always daydreaming when I see something or, or get lifted by something and want to, oh, I, I'd love to do something like that. 
Um, so I'm always thinking about it. But the biggest thing I think that people make mistakes with uh, during the period of maybe not doing something and then starting again is letting fear get in the way. Mm-hmm. If something makes you nervous or you're like, mm, I don't know, I, I don't know if I could do that, and they don't, that was your mistake. Oh. Right? So that fear is an indicator that you should probably absolutely jump out of the airplane. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. if you've never jumped out of an airplane, I say do it. I've done it. Mm-hmm. And it scared the absolute shit out of me. Like literally? Literally. Man. Oh, like literally. I little, might have had little, a bit of boom boom poos, in my pants. Little, little poos. Dude, that door on the plane opens up and yeah. you can't hear anything and the air is just blowing like crazy. And you're looking out and seeing four to 5,000 feet down and thinking, what the hell am I doing? I'm about to step out on this wing and release myself into the air and trust some dude who packed my chute that I'm going to live. It's absolute insanity. Mm-hmm. But did it several times. Actually found a, a passion for it for a while. And then my mother asked my brother and I to stop so she wouldn't lose her children. So we stopped. And, you know, that's, it's, it's one of those things, right? Chase your fears. Mm-hmm. If you go out, if something makes you nervous, I tell the girls too, when they're doing something, it's like, oh my God, I was so nervous about this or whatever. It's like, good. You want to be nervous before a race. You want to be nervous before you go on to do your solo. Because then you live in a dance. Yes. Yeah. You're not nervous. You're probably not ready. Or, or yeah, no, there should, there should imp- be. It's, there, it's there not important should, enough to you. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There should be that level of mm-hmm. nerves there that's making you go, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. And then once you start doing it, you realize... I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. Oh, okay. And that's a fantastic feeling. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to take that advice, Derek, because there's there's stuff that makes me nervous that I do not do. Yeah. One thing in particular with with regards to filmmaking is I get really nervous if I have to go and talk about my projects with other filmmakers. Mm. Or I have to take shifted and I have to sell shifted at a film market. So head into TIFF. Go yeah. to AFM, which is happening, you know, this week, and um, you go and talk about your movie and really try and sell your movie. That terrifies the shit out of me. Hmm. Also, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd be the first person that wants to also be there and listen to other people talk about their films. Oh yeah. So they want to hear about yours. Yeah, I know. I just it it really does make me scared. But I, but yeah. I, I know it's a necessary. Because you part want of you it. want that acceptance. Yeah, you. you I guess to to level. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, fear of somebody going. Nice idea, loser. You know, yeah. but they wouldn't because they're also they're they're your peers. They they're in the same world yeah. as you. And well, they're buying movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take that advice, Derek. I'm gonna take that advice. I'm gonna be brave. Well, you know, Sonic. sometimes you see stuff and you think, mm. and you see other stuff and you think, holy shit. Yeah. You know, can I get to that level? Can I get to that level? Can I get a what what? Yeah. Now. I would talking about levels. Yes, we recently mm-hmm. did a little boys trip. Yes, Derek, Jason will be super mad that he wasn't here to talk about this, this is trip. True. Even though this is when the strep throat was kicking in, and he was he really muscled through. He, he was trying to get us sick up to his I gills. Mean, I only kissed him for a few minutes, <laughs> and then realized you don't get you strep know. throat from spooning, <laughs> especially if you're the front spoon. Um, he was up to his gills medicated and he pushed through. But our, our, one of our short films, um, My Huntsville Muse, made it into a film festival up in the Muskokas, which is the Lake District in Ontario. Yes, beautiful yeah. place. Beautiful, beautiful place. So we, we went up there, the three of us, did a little did a little guy's trip, hopped in the car. Very quiet up. town this time of year. Yeah, very quiet. Not in, in the uh, post-summer post bliss. Yes. And, um, and we went to the festival. And we had good. a great time. It yeah. was good fun. So it was actually more. Well, no, it was a short film festival. So mm-hmm. um, a first for me. So I, I I didn't realize like we sat through film after film after film after yeah. film. It was a lot longer than the, I expected. The, the gentleman actually. running the show would come up and say, "Okay, now our next one is this." And I'm yeah. already been like two and a half hours. What's totally. going on here? We we left. Yeah halfway through the, the this evening um they, they are going to be running another evening mm-hmm. um but in the evening that we were there we left to go and eat dinner because everything was going to close we needed to eat so it mm-hmm. was that long i think we started at six 
we went to eat dinner at about 9, yeah, 9.30. 8.30, he had a break. Yeah. And we realized things are going to close by 9, 9.30. Yeah. So we need to go have something to eat. And we must have been done by 10, 30, 11. It was like 11. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we came back an hour or so later and saw the last one, which was about 40, 45 minutes long. That was a long short film. It was film. a long short film, yeah. But... It was a long yeah. I, I The, the gentleman... Oh. <laughs> Very long short film. So, um, Derek... Yes. Tell us about it. Tell us about the levels and your experience of watching, uh, being at your first short film festival. Mm. What you saw. Um, yeah. What? T- tell us about your experience. Uh, well, we we got to see many different things. We saw animated. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a fantastic, a fantastic animated. It short was film. great. Yeah. Um, we saw stuff shot on iPhones. Yeah. There was an iPhone um, short film. We saw stuff that clearly was not shot on iPhones and came with a strong budget mm-hmm. um, that, that it was a huge the, the French one with the subtitles and all that jazz that wasn't the big budget one the musical was the big budget that, one that, that's what I was meaning yeah, wasn't yeah. that one yeah, yeah. no, no the, okay, French sorry, one the French one was the, one was the two the at the cafe, bar yeah. right sorry um, but yeah the, the musical one wow yeah another um, level yeah absolutely another level we, we the three of us all looked at each other kind of like what did we just watch yeah it was absolutely um top production value yeah and it was a winner in the, in the short film yeah festival so, so it, it we was, got to see a handful of of what were the winners yeah. of the festival which was nice that's too. right so, which was not us because we were up against the musical. unfortunately not but yeah so it was basically four it was uh, two couples and they were playing bridge Mm-hmm. And it was um, it was a musical, and they were kind of operatic in the way that they would sing. Yeah. And um, it was going into the minds of each of the, each of these players, um, and which were all in one way or another kind of flirting with each other too. The two couples were. Yeah. There was definitely some. And, and on, a, on a daily basis, they would get together to play, play this bridge. game of bridge. Yeah. Which is a little odd, but yeah. The last guy was very sad that he was going to be wasting his life and he wasn't super, super mega wealthy. Um, but it was all sung. Mm-hmm. It was all... I, I mean, I, I don't... Who knows what the budget really is? Yeah. But it was the highest level. It, it felt to me like they could do anything they wanted and they made happen exactly what they wanted to make happen. Yeah. Now, I mean... There was, there was a, a consistency to the filming. The, the style of filming yeah. it was done throughout, um, very well done, very well lit. The set was incredible. Wardrobe was yeah. spot on because it was a period piece. Yes, and, and the actors, uh, both male, female, were beautiful people as well. Like, they were they, sexy. They casted well. Mm-hmm. It just made you, you were drawn into it the whole time. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the, the operatic part of it, mm-hmm. although I do enjoy opera. Um, different levels but for me it, I'm not a big musical fan mm-hmm. but I so sat there and I watched it and right. I enjoyed it yeah 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 and, and so the for, for all the other reasons as well the transitions were fantastic like the person would be sitting there at the table and then all of a sudden the background would go black and the set would change all of a sudden behind them and then hands would come out of the black and grab on their coat you know what I mean it, mm-hmm. it was these kinds of smooth transitions that really made the film special yeah it gave it its wow factor for sure yeah absolutely and i would say that's actually where the magic in that film really was i would also say the singing was difficult because you couldn't really like you struggled to hear what they were saying from time to time but um use some subtitles go use some subbies Subbies. Uh, so listen what about some of the some of the the films that fell short Mm. what were some of the mistakes that that you should some of the short films where you were like we we were i think we were collectively kind of feeling the same way sometimes it was just um shots that were unnecessary or or too long or a whole scene that was yeah a whole scene was you know in a short film what are you doing this could have ended or taken place in about a 30 second period not a three to four minute period yeah and when you're doing a short don't mess with three to four minutes yeah man Cut it down. Yeah, absolutely. Don't waste our time. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, those, just, those were those were painful moments of certain yeah. films. You know, and and certainly, certainly, like, yeah. Don't we we we're giving you our time here. So tell your story and and make sure that it's the important stuff. Like, and, and and to some, I, I wonder if it's a level of, um, you know, not being 
too versed in making films, mm-hmm. maybe uh, being new at it or something where they're like, you know, I got to try and get as much in here as I can. I want to yeah. show as much as I can. Well, I want to do as much as I can, but still yeah. it's a short. Yes. So, it's, it's people who are wishing they were making something longer. Making something more. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that, I would say it also comes down to the writing because the mm. thing is that you, you only keep in the film that the necessary stuff the stuff that is important to the, to the story that you're actually trying to tell. Right. And what people don't realize often is that this little piece of dialogue or this little scene or this little interaction, it actually has nothing to do with the movie. And should have ended up on the editing and floor. Sh- well, not even on the editing floor. It shouldn't even, even have made it in the script. Right. Just like, so it's right from the script stage. Those kinds of things need to be whittled down. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, Maybe you need that filler in there. Um, yeah. Okay. But in, but in order what, to maybe you need to decide later. Mm. Okay. Yeah, oh we, yeah. We okay. didn't need that. Maybe later on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You want to do it. Yeah. But All other right. than that, uh, it, I think on a whole we, we enjoyed most of what we saw. Totally. Where do you think we ranked? Where, how do you think we did when you watched everybody else's project? You watched this whole gamut. Of short films. Right. How do you think, where do you think the quality of our short film was? I think we were up there as far as a cinema top. Like the, the, the cinema, the cinema, cinematographic yeah, the, nature the, of the yeah. thing. Uh, it was nice to look at. It was a good looking piece. Yeah. I, I've thought that from the get go when you yeah. made it. Like when we were, when we went to our local uh, location. Uh, stunning. Yeah. Right. Gorgeous. The setup of the two characters in that room was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that perspective, I think people watch it because, okay, this is pretty. Yeah. You know, um, whether it appeals to them or not, don't mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, we got a wonderful compliment, uh, which surprised the crap out of you totally. from from the gentleman who put on the festival mm-hmm. that he had recognized that the, the costuming was from different time periods. Yeah. Which is exactly what you tried to do with the movie. Yeah, shout out and, to Walter Siddiq. Yeah, and, Siddiqui and, there. And a lot of people had not picked up on that. Oh, totally. Yeah, the you fact know. that these were these were two people from two different time periods. Yeah. Incidentally, and it, it wasn't a mistake. And it wasn't a mistake. It was a exactly. deliberate was thing. A, yeah. So incidentally, if if you're sitting around, you're like, "What is this dumb movie?" <laughs> then you should uh, sign up for our emailing list mm-hmm. for um for our newsletter. And the initial welcoming newsletter that you get will have a link to the short film in that welcoming newsletter. It's a very sneaky way of us getting your email address. And they sign up for it how? Oh, go to the website, www.thefabulefarists.com. Mm-hmm. And then at the top, you support an email. And you get an email. You get a newsletter. Thefableforest.com. Amazing. Okay, now you have to, in your movie voice, we're going to do questions because this is the end. we got to wrap this bad boy up. Shall we do T3, S, or P? Let's not do P. Okay. Let's do... uh, Do I just choose a card or... No, we're going to do all three. Okay. You, you, me, which one? Should we do S? Let's do all three S's. S's? S's. And you have to read it. You have to read the question in your movie, in your movie, movie guy voice. What is the movie guy voice? You did it into the microphone oh, okay. a second ago. All right. Okay. Who's going first? I'll go first. All right. <clears throat> did I say S? I did. One tagline for this film read, Never let her out of your sight. Never let your guard down. Never fall in love. Wow. So... One tagline for this film read, never let her out of your sight, never let your guard down, never fall in love. I'm going to say basic instinct. Oh. Wow, that's good. Yeah, it is. Or It's either the one with Sharon Stone or it's the one with Demi Moore. Hmm. you got to guess the one with Demi Moore if you don't have a guess. Yes, I don't have a guess. Go with Demi Moore. <laughs> no, what, what, what is the movie with, with, uh, with uh, the, the same guy that was in, uh, what was the, man, the guy that was in Basic Instinct? Uh, Michael Douglas. Yes. So Michael Douglas and Demi Moore were in. They, they were they, in a film together. They were in. It was another sexy thriller really? type movie. Anyway. Hmm. Okay. The Bodyguard. Come on. K 
Kevin Costner. Uh, yeah. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. I love that film. Come on. As if I forget that. That's crazy. Loser. Shows how long ago that was. So it looks like S is, S is taglines. Okay. So okay. go at it. One tagline for this film. Ask the question. Are you a shallow guy? Shallow hell. <laughs> you have no idea. You can't piggyback my answer. Shallow hell. <laughs> can I say that? <laughs> I mean, you can, but it doesn't count. Is it shallow hell? Shallow hell. Yes. I mean, come on. What a dick. One, One tagline for this film read, When mom goes to work, dad goes berserk. Um, I have no idea. Mr. Mom? Michael Keaton? I don't know. Remember when he became a mom? Mr. Mom. No, I <laughs> Boom! That's one bitches. one. That's one one. I got one. Yeah, you did. This is awesome. What nineteen seventy one musical featured the songs "Matchmaker," "Matchmaker," and "If I Were a Rich Man"? If I were a rich man. Uh, I'm just guessing. Fiddler on a rooftop. Oh, fiddler on the roof. Yeah, not on the rooftop. Fiddler on the roof. Top? Fiddler on the roof. <laughs> no top. Okay. I'll we both we, got that one. I'll say we both got that one. Is it is it even Steven right now? Yes. Okay, two, two. One tagline for this film read, Fridays will never be the same again. Friday the 13th. Come on, of course. Friday the 13th. We both get that one. I was going to say Friday the 13th too. Okay. Ooh. What 1995 chick flicks ads proclaimed, There's beauty in the patterns of life? Not a freaking clue. There's beauty in the patterns of life. There's that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow where she, where she nearly misses the door. There's beauty in the patterns of life. 1995. Holy smoke. That is like a century ago. I give up. What is it? I haven't got it either. Now, oh. how to make an American quilt. Would well, not have even shit. known that. I know chick flicks, but come on. Okay, here we go. We're going to do what one more. What the hell I'm was gonna that? Do, I'm going I'm to do T. First one. Gets okay. it. Sudden death. What movie involves space, an embryo, and the monolith? Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. It's not Alien, is it? Not 2001 A Space Odyssey? I don't know. I'm going to say 2001 A Space Odyssey. Son of a bitch. You just threw that out there not knowing anything. <laughs> it's a 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Fuck. I was like, I got this one in the bag. <laughs> got this one in the bag. Okay, go T. Read a T. Or not, just look at the cards, it's fine. I'm oh, just you're trying, trying to pick one. <laughs> so am I allowed to she there? <laughs> okay. I I have no. We won't get that. <laughs> that is so unfair. Well no, we won't get that. Oh. We I, yeah. <laughs> if I can't get it, he can't get it. No. Yeah, because you threw it away. What actor appeared in all of the following films? Top Gun, Bill Durham, and IQ. Well, it's not fucking Tom Cruise. No. He wasn't in IQ. And he wasn't in Bull, Bull Durham. I don't know what Bull Durham is. A boxing movie. Oh, awesome. Goose. Was the Goose guy. I don't know his name. Maybe. Bell Kilner. No, that wasn't Goose. That was the other one. It goes. Um, I know. I know. That yeah. was Iceman. Iceman, yeah. I'm going to go with Bell Kilner. Bell. Even though I don't know. You might be right. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins? Really? Well, for shit. He was okay. in Top Gun. I just said that with a high pitch. Didn't I? He was in Top Gun. Which actress appeared in all of the following films? Edward, Miami Rhapsody, and L.A. Story. That, uh... Ah. <laughs> uh, that... That, uh... <laughs> that actress. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Kim Basinger? No. Nah. She's nah. like brunette. Big eyes. Sarah Jessica Parker. Looks like a horse. <laughs> that one. Can you eat the apple through a burglar bars? You know, so it, oddly enough, I use Sarah Jessica Parker as, as a way to say K Sarah Sarah. K Sarah Jessica Parker. That's right, you do. <laughs> I do. I like it. I met her you met and her? Matthew Broderick while I was in LA oh. many, many moons ago when they were an item. Went to a little place called King's Road Cafe. Yes. Uh, my friend at the time, Patrick Dempsey, told me to go there and mm-hmm. you'll see people. Oh. And I did. Met some of the cast of Melrose Place. Now I'm really dating myself. And Matthew Broderick and Sarah were in there at the time. And uh, just reading a paper, having their morning coffee. They, were, they lived in the neighborhood and that's where they went every morning. Cool. No makeup, nothing. Just kind of tights on, running clothes. You know, just looked normal. Just all average Joe like everybody else. Human people. And, you know, you weren't allowed to go up to them in this place and be all, you know, can I get a picture? Can I get your autograph? Because it was against the rules? Well, you just, it was one of their places where you want to be there, that's fine, but please just don't bother them. Let mm-hmm. them be because that's why they come here so that yeah. they can be. There's no paparazzi. There's no nothing. It's just let them be. So it's kind of like a secret rule. Yeah. Hide out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. That is cool. One actor was in the top-grossing film in 1990, retired at age 14, and is godfather to Michael Jackson's first child. An oh, actor that retired at age 14? Is that what the question said? Yeah. I mean, I have a guess, but I don't know. Godfather to Michael's first child. Paris. Barry Gordy. I'm going to say Macaulay Culkin. Oh, yes. You suck. Home Alone. I win. You do win. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I know. Son of a bitch. I mean, who retires at 14 is Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ladies. He did lots of drinking and drugs and all kinds of fun stuff and has a very long face and scraggly long hair and looks like a piece of shit. Why don't you tell us what you really think? I think I did. What if he's a nice guy? I'm sure he's great. Take the damn carts. (laughs) All right. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching, uh, for listening and all are watching episode uh, 44, First Frames First. My name is Adrian Kornstotten. Nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, today I will be Derek David Lachenbauer. All right, Lachenbauer. Lachenbauer. To all you uh, folks out there, dream big. Be big. How did you get that wrong? I'm not going to say Jay's. Are you not going to say Jay's? No, I am me. Okay, let's do a a new one. Let's make a new one. All right, everybody. Don't be fat. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, let's try a new one. All right. This is Adrian signing off. Mm. Shine bright. Like a diamond. I like it. Let's do it. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.